Heading to the deserts of Arizona, it's Phoenix weekend for Xfinity and Cup. We're going to go over who we got for featured matchup, driver props, fantasy, and more. This is the Bernie Lytics Podcast. My name is Matt Close. Alongside me, as always, Brandon Monroe and Marky Chavez. Well, we're going to dive right into it with the Xfinity race. One of the more dominant drivers here at Phoenix in recent years, no longer there, Austin Sendrick. So who will be the next one to step up to the plate? I mean, I think the first driver that comes to mind for me is uh, Justin Allgaier. Uh, just looking at Bernie's numbers right out of the gate here, he has him ranked fourth. Uh, historically, Allgaier is probably one of his better tracks. He always ran good here, even back to the days when he was driving for Penske and Turner. Um, so you're going way back, oh, about a decade now. Uh, does have a couple wins with JRM here, so... Just looking at everybody in the field, he's probably the first person that comes to mind. Obviously, you got to take a look at Daniel Hemrick, having, you know, given the fact that he won here in the fall last year. And of course, how can you not look at Ty Gibbs? The kid just does it all when it comes to these cars. So, not going to be shocking to see him run good uh, comes uh, Saturday as well. I mean, definitely one of Allgaier's better tracks. Ty Gibbs, obviously, really good. I'm still going to be keeping an eye on Sam Mayer. He's going to break through here, and with the speed of JRM, I expect it to be sooner rather than later. Uh, You also have Trevor Bain back in the car. Ran pretty good at Fontana. Car even had some speed last week with Ryan Truex, who had gotten up to around the top five before his accident. Uh, Even though I think Ty Gibbs probably winds up being the favorite, just with how well he's run, won another race last week. There's a lot of people who come out of here with uh, with a win. One person I would avoid is probably AJ Allmendinger. Didn't really have the speed last year in the fall, but it was it was definitely like the fourth of the four championship four. And Colleague's been missing a little bit something for uh, this West Coast swing so far. Hembrick's had a little bit more speed, but Allgaier are still pretty high in the betting markets. But I would be pretty surprised if he came home with a win this weekend. Yeah, I don't see all Almondinger. I mean, not Allgaier. Almondinger. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Allgaier is a bad pick. I don't see him having race-winning performance at Phoenix of late. Uh, Almondinger, I which uh, Bernie of course has a, his top, as you should mention. I don't think he has a shot at winning this race. Just from like you said, Cog seems maybe they're missing something. AJ not maybe missing something, but some bad luck to start the season. Uh, but they didn't really have much bad luck last week. They they led the laps while they were out front, but once he fell back, he was pretty much a back half of the top 10 driver the whole race. Yeah, I'm 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 just looking back too when Ty Gibbs ran the this race last year, finished second to Austin Cendrick. Uh, it looks like he only led one lap, but Austin Cendrick obviously having the dominating performance that day. Ty Gibbs is definitely a good shot at winning this race. Um, I don't think you can ever say that's not true this year. I think we'll say that at every track. Uh, another yeah. one to look at, too, though, is like Hamrick won the fall race there, ultimately winning the championship. And that wasn't necessarily a fluke because just we know sometimes that championship race, those cars, those championship cars being a little bit faster. But he also led a good chunk of laps in the, the spring race last year. So he's a driver who's still trying to chase that groove of how to get to victory lane only doing it once but i i would say this is that track that maybe he has a good shot at getting a second win yeah i mean if i'm gonna go with any of the college guys it's definitely hemrick like marky said almondinger just they seem a bit off right now um could be a number of things at least they show the speed and qualifying but the race pace hasn't really been to at least where you've seen it out of that car over you know the last year or two um Hemrick does seem like a safe pick. Um, in terms of their other teammate, um, Landon Castle, again, we're really not going to know too much about Landon until he gets more and more races under his belt. But he did have a pretty solid performance at Vegas. Um, you know, maybe if you could get him at good odds, it could be something you know to take a flyer on him. But I think if you're going out of the calling camp, the only one I'd really expect to have a shot to win is probably Daniel Hemrick. Yeah, I mean, it's by a colleague's own admission that they're definitely missing a little bit something. Uh, definitely a track they were missing a little bit at last year, too. So I, 
I think Hemrick will run strong, but I would not be surprised if he also doesn't have race winning speed. Hasn't even really had it so far yet this year. They've they've been able to get in that top five, but they've never really been up there fighting late into a run. So a driver again in the field this week, though, in Trevor Bain. Not gonna write, not gonna run well in the Bernie scores just because the data that Bernie uses it doesn't go that far back. But I think notably, uh, looking back at his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven starts, it looks like in the Xfinity series at the Jack Roush team come all in the top ten. Yeah, I mean, it was a different series back then. Um, so obviously, Bain's probably gonna have a little bit of inflated numbers just because of the strength of field at the time, but just. Given how he ran at Auto Club, I don't think it's that crazy to have him where he is. I mean, at the end of the day, he's in the Gibbs car. Um, Ryan Truex also ran pretty good last week. It's it's a solid ride. Um, to see him where he is on you know uh, Bernie's chart here, looks like he's currently would that be sixth? Um, I think that's reasonable. Um, the only person behind him that I would say probably should be in front of him is Noah Gregson, just with the speed that he's shown. Um, maybe Brandon Jones, he does have a win here, but given the equipment, I think Bain is actually, you know, placed decently. I don't think it's actually that crazy to think he could run there uh, comes race time. Yeah, Bain, he showed some speed in his truck starts uh, a couple years ago with uh, Nice, who definitely is not a Top tier truck team still had some speed, got some these runs, had a lot of speed at Auto Club, and the car has speed. It had some speed last week towards the end of the race, uh, so I definitely would would say his ranking here is probably probably fine. Uh, obviously, Gregson should should be ahead, but Gregson, uh, especially with the start he's had to the season, hasn't had great finishes at Phoenix as of late. I think that's definitely what's uh, what's hurting him here, but. Other than that, like Trevor Bain could definitely compete for this win. I think the most likely combination is probably some combination of Ty Gibbs, Justin Allgaier, and uh, Noah Gregson, just with the speed that JRM has had, the speed that Ty Gibbs has had. But I think this will definitely be a calmer race than we've we've had so far this season. Uh, had a lot of chaos at the end of the Vegas race. Chaos the end of the Fontana race. I don't foresee that happening. I think this will be a little bit calmer. Uh, so I think we'll definitely have the cream rise to the top here. So it sounds like all eyes on JRM here going into Phoenix, especially Noah Gregson trying to improve maybe that average finish he's had there at Phoenix last three races. I think Bernie's got him there finishing 17th on average. So he'll be looking to improve that. Let's hop right into the Bernie bets Xfinity section of this show with the driver props first one up landing castle against john hunter nemechuk i think for that one probably gonna go john hunter i believe he's in the 26 car again this week and he ran pretty good at vegas and that ultimately comes down to again just not having the information on landing castle you know Five ten races down the road, it's going to be a lot easier to assess where he stacks up in this field. Right now, um, even though the equipment is more than likely not as good as the colleague cars, John Hunter Nemechek, to me anyways, is probably the safer bet. Yeah, there's a little bit more known there. Landon definitely showed some speed uh, towards the end of the race. Uh, it was kind of the back half of the top ten. Fought his way up closer to a top five by the end. Uh, but John Hunter was was usually ahead of him most of the time. So I think here I definitely lead John Hunter uh, by a little bit at least. I I as well is going to go for John Hunter. It's the uh, I think that's the solid pick here. Like we said, Landon Castle, giant question mark entering the season with the new equipment, the best equipment he's arguably run in a long time, as we've said before. But still, uh, it. You have to go with John Hunter. You can't take that giant question mark. So our second uh, matchup here for the Xfinity Series, Sheldon Creed against Austin Hill. The odds on Sheldon Creed, 105. Austin Hill at 115, both negative. So I think at first glance, Austin Hill is the pick, um, just because he has seemed a lot better than Sheldon Creed so far this year. However, going back into their truck series history, Phoenix is a place that Austin Hill has struggled at. 
Uh, Sheldon Creed obviously won here when he won the championship a couple years ago in the truck series. So while it's a different type of vehicle, just going off of historical numbers, I'm probably going to go with Sheldon Creed here. It just seems like a better track for him. They're in equal equipment. To me, that makes him the uh, the odds-on choice, even though he is the underdog here in this matchup. I also going to lead Sheldon Creed here for mostly the same reasons. Uh, they both ran pretty good. I know Austin Hill already has a win at Daytona. Uh, both had some speed last week. Sheldon Creed recovering from uh, the incident with Ryan Sieg and Brett Moffitt, uh, both getting involved in it as well. Uh, still wound up having him speed, even though he did damage the car a bit. I think Sheldon Creed here, especially as the underdog, is is the better pick. Yeah, and I'm not going to try and uh, fool anybody and say I know a lot about how these drivers drive at this track, and I'm just going to go strictly by the Bernie number. And that He's got Sheldon Creed way ahead of Austin Hill, so there's no way I don't pick Sheldon in that matchup. These next three ones, interestingly so, and maybe get your money in now, boys, because these are the largest spreads we've seen in odds coming to DraftKings and for more than one matchup. So this one, maybe with uh, Marky's comment earlier, he'll be dropping the hammer on Sam Mayer here because it's Sam Mayer plus 130 against Trevor Bayne at minus 150. I would take Sam Mayer heads up here. Uh, had not necessarily as much speed as... Uh, Allgaier or Gregson had last week, but still was competing up in the top five up up until uh, he had his incident. Uh, so at even, I'm even le- leaning Sam Mayer definitely as the underdog here. Uh, I think Sam Mayer is the play. Yeah, it's uh, when you get something like that uh, that the odds Sam Mayer's are, Sam Mayer is at, um, given the equipment and just the fact that he's shown pretty good speed so far this year, it it does make sense to go with him. And for that, I'm I'm probably gonna end up going with him. He's he's looked really good, you know. He didn't have the finish last week, but it's nice to see him just you know with how he's been performing after the struggles he went through last year. And again, I know he didn't have the finish at Las Vegas, but I think he's gonna build off the speed that you saw him show throughout most of that race. And well, I do like Trevor Bain. I I just like Sam Mayer a little bit more in this matchup, so I will probably be riding with him as well. Uh, I'm going to go against the grain here and pick Trevor Bain. I think in that JGR equipment, he's really going to show some of the talent that he showed in the past with Roush equipment at Phoenix here. I think he might even be competing for the win. So even being the heavy favorite here, I'll boost the odds with a little bit of a parlay uh, across some of these maybe, but Trevor Bain's definitely my pick. Next up on the list, Noah Gregson, the heavy favorite over AJ Allmendinger. We got Noah Gregson at minus 130, AJ Allmendinger at plus 110. I, mean, I think Marky pretty much summed this up a, a little while ago. Um, Allmendinger just doesn't seem to be where he normally is. And Gregson is on arguably the hottest run of his career, dating back, you know, to the last 10 races or so last year into this season. Uh, no brainer for me going Noah Gregson. I don't have much to add to that. Gregson's had a lot of speed at the beginning of the season. Almendinger still running in the top 10, but definitely a step down from there. So easy, easy Noah Gregson here. Yeah, I'm going to go Noah Gregson across the board with you guys. Just a good start to the season. He seems to be keeping his head for screwed on straight, at least for now, uh, which is definitely, I think, helping his performance. And like we said, something's off with Colling and Almendinger this year. So I'll go with Noah Gregson. And then our final draw, uh, our final driver prop for the Xfinity series is a JRM heads up matchup between Justin Allgaier and Josh Berry. Justin Allgaier at minus 130, Josh Berry plus 110. Yeah, Josh Berry did run the spring race here last year. Um, I think his most notable moment was when he was uh, given, I believe, Santino Ferrucci the uh, double freedom rockets after he dumped them. Um, late in that race. Uh, he was running decent before then, got shuffled back on some restarts, but I'm going to have to go with the history here again. Allgaier, historically, one of his better tracks, has multiple wins here, uh, so for that reason, I'm going to take Justin in this matchup. And Allgaier so far in open season has been a little bit better than Barry. It's definitely one of Allgaier's better tracks. If the odds stay the same and maybe practice qualifying, Barry looks a little bit stronger than you would expect. 
I think especially being the underdog here, he's worth a play, but as it stands right now, I'm taking Justin Allgaier. Yeah, I'm with Marky just because the odds on Josh Berry are so good. And I mean, after practice, we know these might change, but uh, I think coming down to practice times, if they're close or any inclination, I would probably choose Josh Berry if they're uh, if they're close together. But Algar with the experience is definitely somebody that could outperform him at this track. For me, this one's going to be a, a wash. I might stay away from it. And uh, just so you know, and I didn't know this till right now, the driver pops, props and the featured matchups are different. Like There are featured yeah. matchups here that are different than the driver props. I don't know why. Uh, for the cup series, they do that. The in the okay. featured matchups in the cup series, you can't always parlay where you can parlay I the do, normal have, driver props. That, even though I can't I mean, even just going over the featured matchups, the only one I see here that's even worth noting because I think the other two, the spreads are so insane: Hemrick and Brandon Jones, and Noah Gregson and Trevor Bay. And I, I think we know who we're going with on both of those. But um, just out of curiosity, the third one on that, Jeb Burt and Brandon Brown. I think that's actually a kind of an even matchup. Where are you guys seeing this? I don't have don't featured matchups. I don't have featured matchups for Xfinity series here. Oh, I, I could send them to you, but they're there. <laughs> yeah. First one is uh, Brandon mentioned Brandon Jones versus Daniel Hemrick. Uh, Hemrick, a, a pretty decent size favorite. And I think that makes sense. Brandon Jones has definitely had less speed than the other JGR cars uh, so far this year. Hemrick having the most speed of the college cars and Hemrick probably being like the best of the cars that isn't uh, JRM, Ty Gibbs, and then maybe the the split JGR car. And then the other matchup that, that also feels... This one, though, Brandon, I definitely think there could be some play here with Trevor Bain against Noah Gregson. I definitely think Noah's the favorite. Given the odds, I, I but, tend to agree at plus 135. Given the odds here, yeah, 135 might be I just for stay Trevor away Bain. from. <laughs> Like that might wind up being worth it, but as, as Brandon also mentioned, the uh, the one that I, I do think definitely has some interest here is Jeb Burton against Brandon Brown. I think a lot of people consider that our motorsport equipment better than it probably actually is, with the exception of maybe Moffat. Uh, and whether that's a better car, whether Moffat's just a better driver, it's hard hard to say right now. But they were going from. Uh, was it one full time team last year? I, yeah, I know they had the O2 full time. I think, I think their I, other car ended up running a lot of races, but I don't I remember if it was full time. I don't remember if it was full time. Yeah. The three now this year. And Jeb Burns definitely struggled a bit uh, running, you know, in that like back half of the top 20, like back quarter, around 16th most of the day last week. Up when he started way in the back, drove up to about 16th to 19th and kind of just stayed there. Uh, yeah. No, I was going to say his, his damage. I was going to say, like, looking at it, like, with our motorsports, I kind of get, like, a Nice vibe with them right now, where, like, they have multiple trucks, but, like, Nice in the truck series, it definitely seems like Carson Hosevar gets better equipment. He is a better driver than the other guys they have driving there, but it just seems like that's the headlining truck. Um, I kind of get the feeling with our motorsports as well, even though you have Alfredo and Jeb, it does seem like Moffitt is the guy there. I know Alfredo got a good run at Auto Club, but that was really just a strategy call at the end of the day that got him there. So just given how I feel about that, Brandon Brown, even money, I, I think that might be the play for that matchup. I think Jeb's card definitely a little bit better, but it's close enough that I think that is that's a fine play. Uh, any anything to add, Matt? Now that you uh, can see these matchups, yeah. Now that I can see the matchups, uh, I I think for this one, like you guys already covered, Brandon Brown at even money over Jeb. I just Jeb's one of those people you don't really see him, you don't really talk about him. Where Brandon Brown sometimes. You catch him up in the top 10 occasionally. I, I just think uh, Brandon Brown there, even money, definitely be able to outperform Jeb this year. So, did you guys already touch on the Trevor Bain, Noah Gregson? I kind of missed some of that. It was I, I was fumbling around between my phone and different browsers trying to figure out what how to find these featured matchups. Yeah, um, Gregson, you know, heavy favorite, but given the odds, uh, Bain is definitely worth the look. 
Yeah, that's yeah. where I was going with that. Is you with plus one over even money plus one thirty five on Bane? I don't put my money anywhere else on that matchup. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably just stay away from it because I'd probably bet Gregson, but at minus one sixty five, there's not really a lot of money to be made there. All right, so I think that's talked about all the featured matchups and even the regular driver props for the Xfinity series. So definitely a lot of action going on this weekend and a lot of places to put your money. But the most important one is picking the winner. Who do you guys have to win with these race lines out there? Uh, just taking a quick look at the actual race lines. Um. I think I think DraftKings really has it styled in. I don't see anybody really sticking out. Maybe if you're looking for that flyer, given the speed you showed, Sam Mare plus eighteen hundred. Um, that's probably my long shot pick, and that's not really a huge long shot in the grand scheme of things. Um, Ty Gibbs, Noah Gregson, Justin Allgaier are all plus five hundred. It's probably coming from one of those three. I'm gonna ride with the hot hand. Or the hot team. Um, and I'm probably going to go with Allgaier. You could definitely make the argument Gregson's been the better of the two this year, and Ty Gibbs is Ty Gibbs. But I'm going to go back and lean on the experience and just the historical data. Justin Allgaier, again, like I've been hammering home, it's one of his best tracks. So he's probably the guy I'm picking to uh, get the checkered flag on Sunday or Saturday. <laughs> yeah, Ty Gibbs, No Gregson, Justin Allgaier could easily be your top three in no specific order. Uh, I like Sam Mayer. I'm probably going to continue to harp on him until he does get that win. But of, of the further down bets that I do like, I do like Sheldon Creed at plus 3,000. That's uh, good, too. Definitely was a decent track for him in the uh, truck series. They've had some speed. In uh, so far in the the two races, the RCR cars have had some speed. They're definitely a step behind their uh, Chevy counterparts, the JRM. But I think plus three thousand there is is about the best value you're going to get for uh, for any of these drivers here this weekend. Yeah, if I move away from the, I'm with Brandon. I think they're dialed in. Ty Gibbs, no Gregs, and Justin Allgaier plus I under any three of those could really win. I I still think Ty Gibbs is the favorite to win most likely. Uh, he's kind of coming off a race though where maybe he's dragging some karma and maybe not getting as much respect. But we'll see. Uh, if I was going to go down the list a little bit, I wouldn't go very far. Uh, I would, and I don't think there's a lot of people worth the high risk on this weekend. I would probably just stay with Trevor Bain at a thousand. I think, like I've said all all night long, Trevor Bain's going to be kind of my pick for this weekend. The guy that I'm going to be rooting for. Uh, for a value play, just in the daily fantasy, real quick, I, I do think Ryan Ellis might be a mainstay here yeah, on a lot of people's go. teams. Uh, ran good, kind of like last year, and even and even still a little bit this year. Like JG Yaley gets played on a lot of teams. Usually starts at the back, keeps the car clean, manages to race up there. Last weekend, although there were some accidents, still was running top twenty most of the race. Uh, took that team, got them a top fifteen. I think the first top team for this team as it is now, and I think the best career finish for Ryan Ellis, maybe his second best. I don't remember for sure. Uh, that thing is in the Xfinity Daily Fantasy. You definitely need to dig deep and get some of those guys. Large thing that will terminate is qualifying. Just there's a lot of positions to be gained if someone has a bad lap, like Jeb last week. Even with crashing out, still was worth uh, several fantasy points after uh, having to pass the car starting. I think shotgun on the field. If not, he was just behind a or just in front of a couple cars. So uh, with Xfinity, it's definitely hard to set the the fantasy lineup before the race because uh, the cars at the front are almost always going to be at the front so you really got to see which ones you might be able to get some of those uh, pass uh, pickup position to, uh, points for but I think Ellis is definitely going to wind up being a strong pick down the stretch for those budget guys and that's that's going to be the guy we're going to push on this podcast all, all aboard the Ryan Ellis hype train <laughs> that being said he he was really impressive at least to me last week you know kept the car clean got a good finish um i'm curious to just see where that whole team lines up because again it's it's different from what you've seen 
uh, with Tommy Joe Martins over the last couple of years. They have more financial backing. They have some better drivers with Ellis and Guarla getting some uh, starts in there. Um, obviously, I'm not saying this is going to be a team that's going to set the world on fire. It's definitely, you know, mid-pack quality, but it's going to be interesting to see how they could improve. And, you know, I think moving forward, depending on who's driving either one of those cars, they're probably going to be decent uh, daily fantasy plays throughout the year. Yeah, and say what you want about uh, Tommy Joe, but he's always wanted the team to succeed. I think you saw a lot of that in him willing to pull himself out of the car, get in drivers who might come with a little bit more funding in there. Yeah, I, I think uh, it's been working out pretty good so far. So we'll definitely, uh, definitely keep an eye on him. Kaz had a little bit of issues last weekend um, and didn't get the finish that I think a lot of people were expecting from him, but he could also be one that down the stretch, when he when he has the starts there, maybe performs a little bit better than he, uh, he has so far this year. I know you guys are talking about Ryan Ellis being down there and being a good value pick, but somebody that's had an extremely harsh start of the season and is way down on this list too, Jade Buford, only 5,300 after such a horrible start to the season. I think the problem with Buford is, though, it, it comes back to the qualifying. Like... He's going to qualify good. They have that alliance with uh, Richard Childress. And if he keeps running into problems like he has over the last couple races, that ultimately is not going to be somebody you're going to want to put on your team. Yeah, it's really the thing you have to balance with the Daily Fantasy is if a guy gets a good qualifying effort, is it because he has a really good car or did he put down a really good lap? Because if he just put down a really good lap, every position he finishes behind where he started is the point you're going to lose. And so yeah. he, I believe he qualified 12th uh, this past weekend, and it would have uh, been a really good performance to see him finish 12th. And so every, every position behind there is just another point loss. So that's, that's, you definitely have to avoid those guys that are better qualifiers than racers, um, particularly in the Xfinity Series. I do imagine we'll see a lot of that. Some people... Some of these teams will get their car real trimmed out for qualifying, and they'll be able to put down that really fast qualifying lap, and then during the race, they won't have anywhere near the same speed. All right, so they covered a lot of stuff there for the Xfinity Series race. Let's go ahead and jump over to the Cup race for Sunday, and it looks like uh, Bernie's got Kyle Larson on top, Chase Elliott second, Joey Logano third. Uh, I don't think any of those three names are a surprise. Not at all. <laughs> I mean, Kyle Larson still showing us why he's the best driver right now out there in the series. And um, just looking at these other numbers, Chase Elliott, number two, obviously won the championship race here in 2020, had a good run here in the fall last year as well. Phoenix has always been a decent track for him. Um, the one that jumps out to me that is as high as he is that I might want to stay away from in terms of betting and daily fantasy is Joey Logano. Um, he did get a decent finish at Auto Club, but he was never really there until a lot of the leaders kind of just, you know, had problems that allowed Joey to move up there. And last week, as I believe we mentioned on the podcast earlier, um, like the last episode of the podcast, he was just kind of invisible at Phoenix. So just I'm, I'm unsure what you're going to get out of Joey Logano this week. So at least from a betting standpoint, probably someone to go against and stay away from on the fantasy side. I would honestly, probably on both the fantasy and the straight up, also, as crazy as this sounds, it'll probably be one of the few tracks I say it, and I know he won last time out here, won the championship, but Kyle Larson, definitely not one of his better tracks. Mm -hmm. They're still a really good team. They put themselves in a position to uh, get two wins already this season. They have one, but were in a position to have top three at worst, probably car near the end of uh, the race at Vegas, but Definitely was not the best car for a majority of the race uh, in the finale last year. A couple more laps, so we're probably talking about Martin Truex uh, walking out of Phoenix, stealing the championship away. Just the kind of track that he has, I don't want to say struggled at, because the reality is that if Kyle Larson barely runs top five, that's borderline struggling for him these days. Um, but with him being the most expensive option in the Daily Fantasy, here at plus 400, I uh, I definitely would have actually probably avoid him this weekend. 
Yeah, if I mean, there's I, a race, you're going to avoid him anyway. At the end of the day, it's never a terrible play to start Kyle Larson or to pick him. But if you were going to avoid him somewhere, this is probably the kind of track you would do so. I mean, I think we've touched on it in previous episodes as well. Like the short flat tracks, for whatever reason, that's something that he just hasn't quite taken to, I guess, even since coming to Hendrick. He hasn't run bad, but by Kyle Larson's standards, as you already mentioned, it's probably yeah, the like, weak spot for him. E- easily saying that we want to avoid a Kyle Larson this weekend. Uh, still probably going to walk out with the top five, and it wouldn't be that surprised. It'd be about what we expect. Because I would not be shocked if at no point does he show that race-winning speed uh, this weekend. The team's also made a few mistakes here and there. I definitely have some kinks they're still working out. Got bailed out by a timely caution with Denny Hamlin this uh, this past weekend with Denny, Ham- Denny Hamlin breaking his car. Otherwise, Kyle Larson might not even get a top 10 this past weekend. So definitely some kinks to work out there. Does have two wins, or has a win and then the second place. But at plus 400, I think there's definitely just better value throughout the, the field here. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, well, we're still on the subject of Larson, too. Uh, excluding the championship race, because we all know something's different about those championship cars. So looking at the spring race there, Kyle Larson only led one lap, uh, ended up finishing seventh after starting second. And then, obviously, for certain reasons, he wasn't in the fall race for 2020, but going back to the spring race there when he was still with Ganassi. What? I, I had his name there. There we go. Yep. He started fourth, finished fourth, and only led two laps. So kind of like you said, I think he has the speed. We'll see him in the top 10, maybe even in the top five, uh, but just not a performance worth putting him on your team. He's not going to lead a bunch of laps. When, uh, you think, when you think about the tracks last year that Larson struggled at, Maybe we're moving Atlanta too, which a lot of the Hendrick cars did. Like Larson, like I don't want to say struggled at Martinsville. He was near the front a lot of them, but it was definitely one of his weaker tracks. The Richmonds, New Hampshire, like it's, it's these kind of tracks that definitely are the kind that he is a lot closer to the rest of the field than than at some of these other tracks where he can just go out and dominate. So, yeah, with him, and- especially on the daily fantasy side with him being the most expensive, mm-hmm. when you get that most expensive guy, you really kind of need them to go out there and dominate. And, uh, he has not done that yet this year. So I, uh, would definitely, at this kind of track, definitely would avoid him in the daily fantasy side. Yeah. And also touching on, I know Bram's putting, we're putting Penske down having a rough start to the season, maybe not showing as much speed, but in both uh, non-championship races, so the spring races in the last two years, Joey led the most laps in the last year, uh, 143 laps led, ultimately came home second. Ryan Blaney also led 35 laps in that race, came home 10th. And then if you go to the year prior, Joey Logano even won the race, led 60 laps in that race. And then Brad, who was with Penske at the time, led 82 laps in that race, coming home ultimately 11th. So. I think even though Penske started this year struggling, this is a this is a track. If we go back over time, that they've definitely shown a little bit of dominance. Up. I'll say I'll put a little bit of an asterisk next to Logano in that 2020 win because there was a lot of yellows at the end of the race that just set up restart after restart after restart that made it easier for him to hold the lead at the end of the race. I want to say Kevin Harvick probably had the fastest car at the end, but he just didn't have the laps to do anything with him because they kept wrecking. Um, That being said, with the Penske guys, Ryan Blaney, uh, he did break up the top four sweep in the championship four here last year. Uh, Phoenix has always actually been a track he's you know, ran well at, he just doesn't have that win. Um, and given, you know, where he stacks up on Bernie's numbers, uh, where he is in daily fantasy and even just the race line in terms of odds to win, um, definitely somebody to look at, you know, plus 1200 odds, um, for Ryan Blaney to win the race outright. Um, I think that's something to definitely take a look at. I'm tempted to do it because I hit a bet last week with plus 1,200 odds. Granted that that was a live bet, completely different situation, but I kind of like that number right now. I definitely like Blaney. I like Blaney more than Logano right now based on the way they ran, period. Blaney had some issues last week, but still was running better than Logano was for majority of the race. But especially uh, being plus 1,200 as opposed to Logano's plus 900. Definitely like Ryan Blaney here quite a bit more. 
Uh, in that area, I think that's probably among the better picks to make. And then just taking a look, too, at Bernie's numbers. Not a Penske guy, but I don't think we've touched on him yet. Uh, Martin Truex Jr., plus 750. Won here last year in the spring. If the fall race was maybe, you know, three or four laps more, like you already said, we would probably be talking about him as the champion instead of Kyle Larson. Um, plus 750, you know, second here on the um, the odds for the winners, tied with Kyle Busch. Um, you know, Truex has looked decent here in recent years at Phoenix. If I'm going to go with one of the guys that are the favorites, it's probably going to be him. I think Denny is probably in that conversation, too. It's real close between them, but Truex has definitely had a little bit more speed here over the last few races. But I, I would not be surprised if Joe Gibbs racing really at all gets into the uh, the victory column here in our uh, fourth race of the season. So let's go ahead and swing into the Bernie bets for the Cup Series race, starting with the featured matchups. Alex Bowman against Christopher Bell, both minus 115. I know with Bowman, like everybody wants to just jump out at that race he ran here back in 2016, subbing for Dale Jr., which, you know, he got the pole, uh, put on a clinic, led, I believe, over 200 laps and was in position to win that race until a slow pit stop and then a bad restart at the end, um, which ended up uh, collecting Matt Kenseth and one of the crazier moments probably in, you know, recent playoff history. Um, but ever since then, I really don't think he's ever matched that performance at this track. But given that he's going up against Christopher Bell, I know Bell showed speed last week um, in qualifying. Probably didn't really have it in the race. Ultimately, one I'm probably going to stay away from, especially because they're both minus 115. Same odds, basically a coin flip. I'm probably going to ride the momentum with Bowman winning if I were to bet it. So for the sake of the podcast and giving out a pick, I'm going to go with Alex Bowman on this one. Uh, I will say I think you're downplaying a little bit the speed that Christopher Bell had. When he got into, or when he did spin, he was running, I think, third or fourth at the time. Ran in the top 10 basically all day. Definitely didn't have as much speed as Alex Bowman, who had a top five car basically all day. Uh, but Alex Bowman's one top 10 at Phoenix came in that race you know, back in 2016. The only time he's led laps, the only time he's finished in the top 10. And just four starts, uh, Bell has two top 10s finishing ninth uh, both races last year. Hendricks definitely had a little bit more speed than JGR, but I think here I'm going to take Bell over Bowman. So that's what happens when you don't do your homework. You already got me thinking about switching it. <laughs> yeah, I'm riding with Marky Bell finishing ahead of Bowman in both races last year, and I think kind of starting the season out showing that he is ready to uh, show some more of his skill with the JGR team. I definitely think he gets another top 10 here and I wouldn't be surprised to see Bowen finish outside the top 10. So I'm all, I'm all the way on bell on this one. I still think I'm going to just ride with the momentum, but I think we all know with Alex Bowman, you, you don't know what you're going to get from him from a week to week basis. I mean, that's, that's definitely true. We, he could, I mean, I think he could run top five, the whole race, almost win. he could run 15th, the whole race. It's kind of been, especially at Phoenix, like uh, how how it's been for him. Uh, it's closer to the fifteenth part since that uh, race in twenty sixteen, where he spent all the laps in the top fifteen. He only has one other race above sixty five percent of the laps spent in the top fifteen, which for a top tier team, that's a pretty pretty low amount here. So definitely, even though I mean, a lot of people think back to that race and he almost won it. And it was the first time a lot of people thought maybe he could actually wheel this thing. Uh, since then, it's definitely been one of the tracks he struggled at more. So going on to our second matchup here, probably the largest spread we'll see in terms of odds all night. Eric Amarola minus 175 to Ross Chastain at plus 140. I know Eric is the only driver with three top 10 so far this year in the first three races, but that that spreads insane, especially when you think of the speed Ross showed last week at Vegas and the speed that they showed at auto club. I mean, he didn't get the finish because he ended up wrecking late in the race, but his teammate Daniel Suarez ended up getting the top five. 
Um, I just look at this. Amarola has not showed that type of speed. He's gotten top 10s, but he hasn't showed race-winning speed like you've seen out of Chastain. Given the fact Ross is at plus 140, I think you'd have to be insane not to put your money on him this week. This has definitely actually been probably uh, one of Amarola's better tracks. Uh, Since coming to Stuart Haas, uh, he's finished in the top 10. It looks like six of his... What is this? Uh, eight races or six of his ten races? Uh, definitely one of the better tracks for him. If this was close to even, I might lean Almirola here. Uh, Ross has definitely shown more top end speed, uh, and it's real hard to get a, a figure on ro- how Ross will perform. Uh, he only really has one year in any kind of equipment that was was worth anything outside of a few starts. And the six car for for Jack Roush after Newman's wreck at Daytona, and right now at least I think Trackhouse looks better than Ganassi has in a while. So he does. It's really hard to get a feel for where Ross will perform at some of these tracks. If it was even though, I'd probably lean Almirola, but at this spread, I have to go Ross. Yeah, I think you're nuts to put money on this bet because I think Eric Almirola is gonna is going to ultimately win and I don't see minus 175 the worth the risk of even putting a dollar there because if the if he happens to get in the wall or wreck or, or god forbid with these new tires if they blow as one because uh, we know how Phoenix can be on the right front sometimes uh, Ross Chastain like if unless something happens to Eric Romerola I don't see the chance in hell uh, that he wins this matchup so I would definitely pick Eric Amarola, but I don't think I'm going to put any money on it. Our third matchup of the weekend for featured matchups, Denny Hamlin against Martin Truex Jr. I'm going to go ahead and start off here and just say Martin Truex Jr. is going to be my pick. I think just uh, from the flatter tracks, we've kind of seen Truex excel, and Denny can kind of have a wishy-washy history at these shorter tracks. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's Truex, but it's it's close. I mean. Tricks just he's he's been better recently. You've had you've seen Denny have success at these mile flat tracks. He's won at Phoenix before. He's obviously obviously has a bunch of wins at New Hampshire. So it could go either way. Uh both drivers were good here in the fall last year. I know we were talking about Truex almost winning that race and stealing it from Larson, but Denny was also coming too. Um I'm just gonna go with Truex because I think again. Kind of like with Allgaier when we were talking about those matchups in the Xfinity series. I'm just going to go, you know, look back, lean on history. I'm going to go with Truex when it comes to this matchup. Truex had a little bit more speed last week. Denny's really struggled to open up the season. But he's had some speed, just can't get the finishes out of it. I This was a close one. Uh, as evident by by the uh, betting spread here too, but I'm I'm also gonna go Truex. So Truex sweeping that matchup, and then our last featured matchup for the Cup Series race this weekend, and a close one in my eyes: Kevin Harvick against Brad Keselowski. They have Kevin Harvick at minus one fifty five, Brad Keselowski at plus one twenty five. I feel like in reality, this battle is actually a lot closer than that. I think you're actually right. I mean, this this could just be me. I'm curious to what you guys think, but I feel like Brad has maybe shown a little bit more speed than Harvick so far this year. Um, Obviously, excluding Daytona, because Daytona is, well, Daytona. Um, I, I think you're right. I think this is a little bit closer, but... At the end of the day, I, uh, I'm i a little worried about what is Brad going to do with his car. He has not had a good last couple of weeks in terms of spinning out. I feel like you know when you factor in practice and qualifying in the actual race, I think he's had four incidents over the last two races. So that is a bit concerning. Um, obviously, Harvick hasn't showed the speed that he has previously at Phoenix over the last couple of years. You know, it wasn't that long ago. This was like his house. This is basically you know, Kevin Harvick in Phoenix was basically like Jimmy Johnson in Dover. And just given the matchup, given my question marks on Keselowski, um, 
while he is tempting at plus 125 because you are getting better money there, I don't know if I'd bet on this at the end of the day, given Harvick is minus 155. But if I'm picking somebody, it's going to be Kevin Harvick. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking Harvick too. Brad just hasn't really put together the full race without an incident. Harvick's definitely lacked some speed, but they tough it out, usually still get a top 15, usually at some point wind up running in the top 10, getting some stage points. So I, I, I'm going with, with Harvick here. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I don't like the odds here, because like I said, I think this matchup's closer than what they have the odds at. Uh, I'm not going to go and flip a coin, though, because our friend Bernie's picked the winner here in only by one position, but an entire burn score point, uh, Kevin Harvick. So Kevin Harvick would be my pick, just strictly off. Like I said, I think it's a lot closer than it is, and I'm going to refer to our old friend Bernie for this one. So before we move on to choosing a winner, I was just going down the driver props list here and there's a lot, so we won't cover them individually, but uh, I'm going to give you guys a trio to pick from. And that's strictly coming out of the driver props here. Martin Truex Jr. versus Joey Logano against Chase Elliott. So Martin Truex Jr., Joey Logano, and Chase Elliott. Those, those are the three we're picking from? Yep. I'm probably going to go with Truex here. It's, um, it's definitely between Truex and Chase. I don't think Logano is going to factor into this at all. Um, but I'll, I'll go with Truex simply because over the last year, like the last two races here anyways, he's, he showed more speed than Chase. So I'll go Truex. Yeah, I, I would go Truex here too. A little bit better car. Well, not a little bit, quite a bit better car. Last weekend, Chase really struggled with the looseness, which is also something he struggled with at a... The Coliseum, although Truex really struggled at the Coliseum, so we will see if it has any kind of bearing here. I don't think it will. I think a lot of teams kind of just did whatever they felt like doing in that race, but Truex has been stronger. It's been a pretty decent track for Chase. He obviously won here back in the 2020 finale uh, and had the winning car at points this past fall, but I think think Truex is the play here. All right, I'm going to go against the grain a little bit. I say this is where Penske starts to get their season together. This is where Joey finally straps himself into that car and puts himself in the right mindset. I'm going to pick Joey to win out of the three of those. That's where Penske gets their season together after winning the Daytona 500. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Daytona 500 is not indicative of performance. Uh, I mean, it's true. I'm just saying. Mind. No, when I you know. win the Daytona 500, I think your season already started off on the right foot. Yeah, but they definitely, <laughs> they definitely have have been. Like I think right now the top two. I mean, I think right now the top team has been Hendrick because Fontana Gibbs didn't have that much speed, and they had quite a bit more at Vegas. Uh, but Hendrick was up there too, so I think right now Hendrick's definitely the top team, and then probably Gibbs. And then that third team probably is Penske right now, though there are a lot of other teams. We've seen a lot of strong performances from cars that we're not used to seeing that level of performance from. Reddick had a few good runs last year, but nothing like what he had at Fontana before um, before he lost his tire. And then uh, William Byron just drove right into the side of him. And obviously last week was the best performance, at least in the Cup Series, we've ever seen from Ross Chastain. So it'll be interesting to see if we do get that n- another third guy here that you don't necessarily expect to go out there and just dominate. Because there are some people even on the on the top tier teams that really haven't gone out there and dominated a race at the bare minimum in a while, if not ever. I mean, I think even though he's won four races, Alex Bowman would almost even fall on that list. William Byron, Christopher Bell. So, it'll be interesting just if we get if we have another race where we have a new face up there leading all the laps, or if it will just go back to Truex or Hamlin or even Larson or Chase just up there at the front for a lot of the race. I will say, Matt, if you think, I will say, Matt, if you think this is the race that uh, Penske's going to get it together, um, Austin Sindrick plus 5,000 to win. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, but he has run good here in the Xfinity series. Um, I think plus 5,000 is definitely a lot higher than he should be. If there's like a $10 flyer you want to put like a little bit of money on, that's probably the guy for the Sunday. Yeah, no, 
no doubt. I can't believe he's that far down the list. Like you said, uh, I would say his time in the Xfinity series, absolutely dominant here at Phoenix. Uh, and Penske being like, a, like we've already covered early Penske having a good run here at Phoenix, showing that it's one of their top tracks. I think having him plus 5,000, you're definitely right. That's something you got to put a few bucks on. I mean, I don't know if they have it. Oh, they do. Let me check this here. I mean, even for a top 10, trying to find him, he's even money for a top 10. Like, if you don't, if you don't want to think, you know, put money on winning the race, I think Austin Cindric, a top 10 at even money, is definitely worth a look as well. Um, it's pretty good odds for somebody who, at least in the Xfinity series, has good numbers here. I know he's a rookie. I know he had some issues last week spinning out, but th- there does seem to be some money in some of these deeper bets on Austin Cindric this week. Yeah, I'm with you. And even like plus 500 just to get a top five. And I, I think those are insane odds for somebody that's performed so well at this track. So looking at the racing lines, too, and trying to decide who would probably be my favorite to win the race. I can't believe they have Kyle Larson so far ahead of the field at plus 400 with his performance here. I think they overvalue the championship race. Like I said, uh, to me, that's just a bunch of illegal cars racing each other as well as he got some fortunate damage to help him at the end. That was more than obvious. So having Kyle Larson that far out in front is uh, crazy to me. I think I'm actually going to go and look probably at Chase at plus 800. And that next group, I'm leaning Truex at 750 or Hamlin at 800. We're going to dig a little bit deeper. Certainly a possible raise. You see Kevin Harvick at plus 2000 if they're going to write the ship and get him headed uh, in the right direction. But I I do think Austin Sindrick at 5000 is for sure a decent play. One of his better tracks in the Xfinity series. Uh, one of the better tracks for Penske as an organization. Uh, and I, as I mentioned before, I also think Ryan Blaney at plus 1,200. I think there's definitely some value here that could be taken from anywhere. Um, so I, the only bet, like I said, I don't really like is Larson at 400 for a lot of the reasons that were stated before. Just not his best kind of track, and I certainly don't think he should effectively be twice as likely as uh, Truex or Kyle, twice the odds. So, and you have some of the other guys lower that we've had some seen some good runs out of uh, so far this year. But like a guy like Ross Chastain, a lot of unknown. He hasn't really ran that many races here. Just ran the two last year, and then he had that one start in the six. But this, Ross really feels like a different racer than we saw when he was in that six car. Uh, Eric Jones has had a lot of speed, but I don't know if this is necessarily the kind of track that we expect uh, him to go out and perform at. Yeah, just looking at these numbers, I think I think I'm buying into Matt just hyping up Penske <laughs> over the last couple minutes here. Um, not going to go with Cindric, although those odds are really good, and I do think it is worth a flyer on anybody looking to take a you know take a shot on a long shot. Um, Ryan Blaney at plus 1200. This is a track that, like, you know, I think we've mentioned before already today. Uh, he's run good at it the past. He's had some real close calls, a lot of top five runs. If you're going to buy into Penske, you know, kind of getting back to where they were at Daytona in terms of running up front, um, I definitely think he's the play. Uh, plus 1200 again. I like that number. Hit big on one at that odd last, you know, at those odds last week. And, uh, it's just, it's calling my name right now. Ryan Blaney. That's who I'm going to be going with on Sunday. I'm going to pick one. Blaney's definitely in, in the picture. But I think I'm going to go Truex. So it sounds like what we got Truex, Blaney, and Chase. Uh, I'm not surprised by any of those picks, but. Something I generally never look at, and I just happen to click and scroll down uh, these DraftKings weekly specials. Uh, if you guys haven't taken a look at it, there's a numerous amount of bets. All Kyle Busch versus the Hack. <laughs> they have they have like featured ones on there, just like kind of storyline stuff. And yeah, 
I know. I think last week it was trouble in paradise, and you're just betting between Larson and and Chase Elliott. Um, some of these weekly specials are just absolutely insane on the odds. Like, where are some of them? Like all the Penske cars to finish in the top ten. I know they only have three cars, but just given who the drivers are and the equipment, you know, in comparison to say Hendrick and Gibbs right now, anyways, plus three eighty, like. I feel like some of these odds are kind of definitely stacked towards DraftKings. It's the payout for a lot of them, in my opinion, just aren't there. The one that's interesting to me here is Martin Truex, Denny Halen, and Chase Elliott, all the finish ahead of Kyle Larson is only 800. Well, I, I think you see a lot of it. I mean, Larson's 400 to win the race. So I think when you factor in that, this is... Uh, if you think Kyle Larson to win the race at 400 makes sense, I think this actually is probably a worthwhile bet. Okay, for all of them to finish ahead of Kyle Larson? I, I, I'm just saying DraftKings seems to favor Kyle Larson here. Uh, and I, I think it's actually a decent chance here that all three finish ahead of, of Larson. Okay. I, I just think that would be like maybe plus 1,200. Uh, I think but- normally it would be. Just, I think they favor. But... It is, it is, those are probably four of the best guys. Well, three of the best guys here, plus Kyle Larson. But Larson still, still probably going to run top five. It's, it's a close one. I got to say, if you think Kyle Bush is going to get a top five this weekend, these, uh, these bets with him and Alex Bowman might actually be worth taking a look at. Uh, the odds aren't amazing. Uh, Plus 260, Kyle to finish in the top five, and Bowman to finish outside the top 10, and plus 110 for Kyle in the, to finish in the top five, and Bowman to finish outside the top five. Uh, I know I picked Bowman in that matchup against Bell, but I think the stats back up that this has not been one of Bowman's best tracks. So if you think Kyle Bush is going to have top five speed this weekend, I think there's some money to be made with the, those two bets. I definitely agree with Brandon, though. I think a lot of these odds probably not. High enough to make it worth it. I don't know the last time Kevin Harvick and Eric Almirola both finished in the top five, uh, but that's only plus fourteen hundred. And Alex Bowman and Michael McDowell, two Arizona boys, uh, both to get a t- top ten, is only plus twenty two hundred. And I'm not sure if Michael McDowell has ever had a top ten at Phoenix. I don't think he has, and if he did, there was probably some crazy shenanigans going on. For he has, there. he has zero in twenty-two races. Yeah, I, I think uh, that's his, hard pass. Uh, looks like his best finish was sixteenth twice uh, in the spring race in twenty twenty, and in the fall race in twenty eighteen. Outside of that, he doesn't have any other top twenties. So let's talk a little bit about the fantasy lineups, though, for the cup race. Uh, I'm just scrolling down here towards the bottom of the list because the value drivers is really where you get the winning points. Uh, Harris and Burton having a horrible, like, I don't want to say a horrible start to the season, but a little I mean, bit it was it was horrible up until last week. They did manage to squeeze by with the I think he finished 16th last week. But before that, he was, I'm pretty sure, still behind David Reagan. Yeah, they come uh, down at fifty seven hundred. That's a pick that all depends on where he qualifies, right? If he qualifies somewhere in maybe the bottom twenties, uh, that might be worth something like a pickup. Same with Ty Dillon. If I mean, I I'd say Ty Dillon has to qualify thirtieth or worse, but down at fifty nine hundred. I mean, I will say Ty's kept the car clean for the most part. Squeaks by, finishes around the top twenty. So if he does have a really poor qualifying effort. Uh, that's that's worth a look there. One guy I like, and Bernie doesn't necessarily love him here, but he finished 13th in this fall race and his first race here in the cup car all the way back in 2020. Uh, he got a top 10 and is in the bottom dozen or so in terms of value, uh, in terms of cost, is Cole Custer. You took, you took my guy. You finally beat me to one. <laughs> Uh, has had some decent speed here. Bottom, definitely bottom, like dozen or so, in terms of of uh, cost. A lot of it, obviously, with most of these guys, got to look at where they qualify. If he qualifies in the top ten, I would probably end up avoiding him. 
But if he qualifies in the twenties, uh, I could see I could see starting starting. I don't remember where he was running at Vegas uh, before his issues, but he was up in the top fifteen basically all day at Fontana, which. Uh, right now, honestly, for Stuart Haas, feels like a, a decent run. I know Eric Almirola has three top tens, but uh, him and Kevin Harvick have not spent that much time running near the front. In fact, the guy that's probably spent the most time running near the front is Chase Briscoe, although he has struggled to close out the race through his fault or not. It doesn't seem that he has struggled to get those finishes. Yeah, I think just looking at Custer... Um doesn't necessarily have the finishes so far this year, but given his price, I know I've been playing him a bit in DraftKings just because he is so affordable. Um, if he ends up, you know, qualifying in that, you know, mid 20 range, I think he's going to at least finish ahead of there. They definitely have shown better race pace than their qualifying pace. So I think he's at what plus or plus. Wrong, wrong thing. He's at sixty two hundred for the salary. Um, I I do think that's a good play. Definitely somebody I have my eye on. Uh, just some other people. Maybe take a look at a Daniel Suarez sixty six hundred. Uh, Trackhouse has shown speed. It looks like he is. Yeah, he's a lot cheaper than Ross. So if you're looking at a Trackhouse guy for a value play, probably Suarez at that price. Um, I like what you guys did say about Ty Dillon. While I'm not high on him, he does keep the car clean. Uh, so depending on where he ends up qualifying, that's also someone to take a look at. Only 5,900. These are the plays that you do have to make if you want to try to build that really big monster team. If you want to get some of those high price guys and work them in, put them on the same lineup together. You, you always got to find the people with the value. And I think we've really touched on a lot of them here. Definitely four or five guys just to take a look at, try to find a way to work them in. And if you could do that, you might be able to, uh, you know, get something good going comes race day. Yeah. Well, sitting here, I just kind of put together a team. Uh, and of course, it all comes down to where they're qualifying because some of this might not be really worth it. But of course, like I've talked all night, uh, I got the whole team Penske in there, Joey, Cindric, Blaney. Uh, I worked Truex into my lineup, Bubba Wallace, and, and then Harrison Burton to round out the bottom there. Wow, you, you really went all Penske. You even got the uh, the non-Penske Penske car in there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with Harrison, I, I, he's if he can keep the car clean, I think it just depends on where he qualifies. If he winds up qualifying top 20, I'd probably be a little hesitant to start him, but if he's 20 on back, he definitely is a player that can that can pan out. Yeah. Like I said, like I said, it, it all comes down to qualifying and Harrison for me, maybe it might even be like 25th to 30th. Is that sweet? Is that sweet spot where I would really want to get him on the team? Uh, but I think, I think we, my expected finish for him is probably right around 20th. Uh, just yeah, how I think it's going to work out for him. He wound up getting 16th this past weekend, a couple cars that could have finished, uh, did didn't finish, so he definitely gained a couple spots there. Uh, but I mean, the the team itself is definitely good enough to uh, to run up there. So, uh, one team that also had a good finish this past weekend that uh, I was so far before this was quite disappointed in their performance. I don't know that I would st start him, but Spire did uh, get a top fifteen last week with Corey LaJoy. Which, especially at a track like Vegas, isn't the kind of track we normally would have expected them to run top 15. Definitely were one of the teams going into the race uh, last week that had disappointed me so far in their performance. But they did get put together a, a decent run there. And he is pretty cheap, so if, if, depending where he qualifies as well, if you do need the cheap guy in there, I think he could fill that in. Uh, and the Spire cars have been, or the sorry, the Colleague cars have been kind of hit and miss a little bit. Uh, I think Hemrick had some kind of issue last weekend again, but I can't remember for sure. Uh, Justin Haley still brought it home for a top 20. Uh, so again, where, wherever they wind up qualifying, they have enough speed that they can run up in the, in the top 20. Just depends on where they qualify. 
Yeah, Hemrick had Hemrick had some sort of engine issue last week. I, I believe they had the hood up on that car early, and the fact that they even ran, went out there and ran the rest of the race was kind of a miracle to me. I mean, I don't know if it it sways you in terms of the colleague guys, but with Almondinger being in the car this week instead of Hemrick, do you look at that team a little differently? Obviously, Almondinger is going to have more experience, so just Based wondering if that makes on it better play. the performance at Phoenix. I'm probably less likely to start Almondinger over Hemrick. Oh, well, over that I would have been if it was right. Hemrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almondinger yeah. also seventy two hundred. Like I don't, I don't imagine Hemrick would be at that cost if he was in the car. Yeah, uh, I, I had I had him in this lineup that I was messing around with for a little bit instead of Joey, and then looking at the prices and w- trying to like figure it out, I I ultimately traded him out for Bubble Wallace, which let me get Joey. So. Uh, I don't think AJ is worth it unless for some reason he has an atrocious qualifying effort. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't remember him really ever running great here off the top of my head, you know, when he was like a cup series driver. So it's, it's definitely in terms of lower end salary guys, someone I'm not really taking a hard look at at the moment. All right. Uh, so we've touched on Xfinity, driver props, featured matchups, fantasy, hit those cup ones as well. I think we have a good look ahead into the weekend. Give me an exciting weekend out there in Phoenix. This is the Bernie Lytics podcast. Remember to follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you know when the next episode comes out. Have a good one.